Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hemp Present. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Weekly radio show where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest. In its 25th year, founded HempFest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also founded at HempFest.org. It's many from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle. My goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hemp Present is veteran, activist, and medical marijuana patient, Terry Heady, who will be joining me very shortly. Multiple sclerosis is the most common autoimmune disorder affecting the central nervous system. Over 2 million people are affected globally, with rates of the disease varying wildly in different regions and among different populations. Approximately 400,000 people in the U.S. are living with MS. Around 20% of those with MS will have no symptoms or only mild symptoms after an initial clinical diagnosis and event while around 20% of MS patients will experience their condition as clinically progressive, most patients will undergo a certain amount of disease progression. Multiple sclerosis is a demyelinating disease in which the insulating covers or the myelin sheaths of nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord are damaged, disrupting the ability of parts of the nervous system to communicate, which results in a range of symptoms including physical, mental, and sometimes psychiatric problems, which can include double vision, 
blindness in one eye, muscle weakness, loss of sensation and or coordination. MS takes several forms with new symptoms either occurring in isolated attacks, relapsing forms, or building up over time, progressive forms. Between attacks, symptoms may appear disappear completely. However, permanent neurological problems often remain, especially as the disease advances. Cannabis has been wildly successful in treating symptoms of multiple sclerosis. Patients all over the world have found much-needed relief from pain, gastrointestinal distress, muscle spasms, and even paralysis, thanks to the nefarious miracle herb. My guest today is both an MS patient and a medical cannabis activist. Terry Heady is a Vietnam War veteran who was diagnosed with MS over 30 years ago. She's a vocal cannabis activist and advocate in her community in Oahu, Hawaii. She's joined me today in the Virtual Hemp Present studios. Welcome, Terry, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Aloha, Vivian. You were given the diagnosis of multiple sclerosis quite a long time ago. Had you had any exposure to cannabis before that time? Had you ever used pot before you turned to it to treat your symptoms? I'm going to tell you, that's uh, because of my age and my advanced wisdom. I, You know, back in the 60s, I think everybody tried it recreationally. You know, we watched uh saved our one single joint for a saturday night live on saturday night you know and that kind of a thing but i had never been like a daily user you know take every day because it you know you're busy you're active you're going about your business so it was mainly at that point a form of relaxation so my well to that i say my sister i totally yeah that's right and so then what happened was Um, I fell down. I literally fell down and could not get up. And like you were saying, uh, they did not know at the beginning that I had MS. And I was diagnosed, you know, so many years ago, three decades ago. And they didn't have a lot of ways to find out if you had MS. Uh, One of the things they used to do was like dunk you in hot water and see if you a symptom cropped up. And then if you got blind or couldn't walk, well, they say, okay, you got MS. You know, so then, you know, they advanced it a little farther and they started using and spinal taps and they did a spinal tap on me and found out that my results were similar to 99% of the people who ever have MS you know and I would not recommend spinal taps because that was pretty traumatic (laughs) to find out if you have MS and nowadays they'll do an MRI and they go in and they take a snapshot of your brain and when they look at my brain they see lesions like you were talking about and that's when the breakdown of the sheath occurs and they'll see it as a grayish whitish area on the MRI but then after a while that also breaks down that lesion breaks down even further and on the MRI it looks like a black hole you know just a big black hole in your brain so yeah you um you have these symptoms and for many people uh when I first started I got progressively worse some people don't come out of that progression ever the ones that do are called relapsing remitting and you'll have an episode episodic they'll slap an IV of uh in your arm for five days and you get steroids intravenously to alleviate the symptoms. They give you, of course, in conjunction with that, I had to have muscle relaxers because the IV steroid infusion causes uh, seizures for me called rigors, uh, a mild seizure. It's not, you know, as bad as some, but all these things. And then plus then I had a basket full of pills that they gave me once they diagnosed me with MS. And they said, uh, here, try this pill. So we tried this and we tried that. And the problem is that when you when you try one pill, then you have these side effects. So you have to take another pill. And then by the time I had a basket full of pills, 
you know, to take carry around with me. And I also ended up in the hospital for five days, uh, puking and crapping blood. And they said, well, why is this? Because all those pills ate my stomach lining out. You, you can't take you know, that. I, my, my initial thought is we need to turn the synonym, synonym of MS into standing for marijuana saturation. Yeah. Um, so, so, so after your diagnosis, uh, I read that you traveled to Humboldt County in California. You purchased a quarter pound of herb. What happened to your symptoms after you started using it medicinally? At that point, I had, like I said, fallen down. And I walked into my neurologist and, you know, we shut my medical record because we had tried all the pills and the therapies and the whatevers, right? And I said, I'm going to try marijuana. I've researched it. I'm, I've got to do And he said, you know what? You got nothing to lose. You're not getting any better. You got nothing to lose. I interned at a um, hospital in Minnesota. I hope this doesn't out the poor guy. But he said, I interned and he said, I've seen results and I'm telling you, you have nothing to lose. Might as well go for it. So that's when I went to a uh, to Humboldt County through a friend of mine so that I could get, uh, you know, a fairly large quantity. And I just started smoking like a burning haystack because, again, being a child of the 60s, you know, smoking is the way we did it. So uh, we didn't have oils and tinctures and, you know, very few, you know, quality baked goods, you know, and it was just like, so I just started smoking like a burning haystack. And I went from not walking for a year to within six weeks, I was walking with a cane. And then uh, a month after that, I wasn't even using anything to assist me with walking. Amazing. Uh, Terry, Hawaii is one of the most cannabis restrictive states in the nation. Can you tell us a little about that? What are the laws there right now? Yeah, we had in the year 2000, uh, the world did not end, but they did pass legislation here in Hawaii for a medical marijuana program. And they won't call it medical cannabis no matter how many times we tried to get them to do that because we just wanted to change. That's a messaging thing, you know, try to get people to change their prejudice. So we have a medical marijuana program that they passed uh, an act, a legislative act in the year 2000. And until 2015, it was not changed. It was not modified. It was placed under public safety, narcotics enforcement division. We had no way to go get your medicine except to go to the black market. They gave us no dispensaries. No, They said, okay, you can grow seven plants. Now, you and I both know with a chronic condition like I have that seven plants at a time, you know, that's just not going to, you know, you're doomed to failure. So you're forced out onto the black market buying whatever without knowing what kind of filth is in it, pesticides. I mean, here I have a compromised immune system and I'm having to go to the black market to get my medication. So in 2015, they finally passed. Okay, you guys, you can have dispensaries here. Yay, wonderful. They're months behind. They wouldn't listen to the patients. They uh, absolutely... Um, are running the program for the benefit of the trade organizations, not the patients. I mean, it, you just can't find a good patient advocate. We have a couple of senators, uh, Willie Asparo and a representative, Della Albalotti, that have done a wonderful job trying to get a patient perspective in. But given this, here it is. Now they're saying, okay, it was supposed to open in 2015. Now maybe January of 2017, the first one over in Maui. And so we're island, an island state. You know, uh, when you know we have transportation issues, we have 
uh, laboratory testing issues. I mean, we can't go anywhere here except by canoe if we wanted to get from one place to the other because you can't fly it. You can't, you know, there's no way to get your medication from county to county. So it, it's huh. a very complex issue on transportation, production, uh, and, and they absolutely are this has totally been from a trade perspective of the people who produce the people who are, you know, and they, they can't even stand that up. Each Island is its own County. I live on Oahu. I'm in Oahu County. Uh, the people that call the big Island, the Island of Hawaii is Hawaii County, Maui County and Maui kind of covers Molokai and uh, Kauai. So you counties are geographically, uh, you know, separate. So it's very difficult to, tr it's impossible to legally transport from island to island at this point. Terry, I only have two minutes before we're going to go to break, but quickly, you actually used to walk into your state legislature with a basket of pharmaceutical drugs to make a point. Uh, what drugs did they have you on? They had me on a lot of drugs like um, a codeine, a, uh, you know, they were ramping me up on Oxycontin, which caused me to have horrific migraines. And we didn't know that till I came off of it. And those kind of things, along with those, will come two or three companion drugs. I was on migraine medications, uh, you know, just... Uh, uh, Neurontin? They, they have yeah. me on Neurontin and stuff like that, and, right? Gabapentin? And, right. And they had me on a litany of stomach medications, you know. I went through every single classification of gastrointestinal drug there is because all of those pills going into my poor stomach was an absolute torture. You know, that's just not something that, I mean, I, they, at the end they were starting to give me suppository type drugs. Wow. I am speaking with my guest, Terry Heaty. We are going to take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws here. Word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come right back with the rest of our show. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sansal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. Sansal. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now about a game for your phone gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. 
Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with Hawaiian cannabis activist and medical marijuana patient, Terry Heady. Terry, you are the former Hawaiian Democratic Party female at large, and you're currently the Oahu County Committee of Democratic Party of Hawaii uh, state delegate this year. Were you yes. a Bernie supporter, or have you been with Hillary the whole time? Oh, I, I my age is showing here. I've been with Hillary for a long time, but my husband and partner was a total Bernie supporter. So he wore his Bernie shirt, and I wore my Hillary button, and we got along just fine. We have well, not have, disowned I'll, I'll, each other. Or <laughs> I'll have you know I have a Hillary and a Bernie sticker on my car. There um, you go. <laughs> does this election cycle blow your mind as much as it does mine? And how do you feel about Donald Trump's appalling statements today about vets with PTSD? Well, I want to know what Donald Trump supporters are smoking because they have lost their minds if they support a man like this. I don't know how any woman could support such a misogynist person. I don't know how any person of color could support such a racist xenophobe. And I just do not understand how any veteran could support a man who doesn't pay his taxes and brags about it, calls us cowards because what we have PTSD because we've been sent into a war zone to shoot children and unarmed civilians, which we were never taught in society was a good thing to do, to see our mates blown to bits in front of us. You know, we were not brought up in a society where that's the normal Mr. Donald Trump. And I think he is a despicable, deplorable person. But don't get me started about my opinion. You heard it right here on Hemp Percent, <laughs> folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I want people to get out and vote. It's very important. You know why we don't have legalization right now? And I've gone from supporting just a total medical bill to legalization. It's because... We aren't getting out there and voting people. I want you to get out, educate yourself, and vote. And do it this in 2016. Do not let this opportunity go by to support the most progressive agenda the Democrats have ever had in in total opposition to what we're being presented with Donald Trump, uh, with uh, Gary Johnson, who doesn't even know where Aleppo is, where Jill Stein, <laughs> you know, I mean, she's good at spray painting. That's about it. She doesn't have really have a policy. Get out there and vote, though. Do not let these people win. Let's let our voices be heard. And if you want hemp to be legalized, then do this and do this now. You know, we did legalize cannabis, uh, state legal in any way. Some people would argue with that terminology. We, we severely decriminalized cannabis here in Washington State, one of the first two states to flip. I think it might not be a coincidence that we had 25 years of Seattle Hemp Fest here first. You have said, and I quote, a lot of patients are afraid of legalization 
They think that they'll lose their medicine and only have access to a homogenized strain that's developed to make a profit off of. In our state, for example, we lost medical uh, this year in exchange for a highly taxed recreational market that allows 250 pesticides and does not in any way guarantee that patients have access to the strains they need. How concerned are you about that industry and political tendency happening in your state? I think that's going to happen in every state. At the way things are going if they just gear this toward the trade organizations because they don't care about the fact that we need clean quality medication and different strains for different ailments. You can't give a PTSD sufferer the same strain that you would give maybe somebody like me with MS. I mean, they need something that's a real low anxiety, uh, you know, cause them a lot less anxiety. We need our medicinal strains and they're going to go for the profit margin. They're going to get the biggest plant with the greatest yield for the highest profit. That is their only motivation. They have no motivation whatsoever. And I think Washington state's been mishandled on the medical side. Uh, uh, activists there tell me they were absolutely lied to that they were told one thing. And then when it came down, you guys got screwed over on the medical side. That's why I'm just, we might as well go ahead and legalize it. Well, I'll have you know that that the the, the initiative I five hundred two that that legalized pot here it divided the cannabis community. I mean, I've been in, involved in this for thirty years. Virtually everybody nationally, and and I know a lot of people internationally that are reformers. And I've never seen anything divide a community so fast and so irrevocably than the way that that legislation was put together. That said. In my state, 7 million adult Washingtonians can drive up to a record store, they can buy an ounce of pot and they drive away and they don't even need to look in the review mirror. So if this is just complicated stuff, uh, I, I don't know if I would choose to roll it back to the way it was before or not. Right. It's, just, it's just complicated stuff. And what would you give advice to, I mean, because we think that as, uh, because of the way the laws have written here in Hawaii, we could grow our own. What we want to do is try to preserve that. And we had at least two pieces, two legislators that tried to change it last time. Because what we're saying is fine, go ahead and get your dispensaries up and running and do all your whatevers, but don't interfere with the patients who have been growing their own and have a go-to strain that is working for them. And, you know, they have maybe a primary caregiver that grows for them because they can't, you know, because we have that system here in Hawaii. So I don't want certain aspects of our, our program to change. We've got to think about it being patient-oriented. And uh, but, but like you said, I'm so frustrated, even with the delays in the patient dispensaries opening, that I, I just keep leaning towards legalization. What would advice would you give us as a little state? My advice would be to educate your state legislature as much as possible because they're the ones – the initiative didn't take medical away. The legislature came in after the initiative was passed and just gutted our entire medical program here. They closed all of our dispensaries in exchange for these rec stores simply because they're out for the tax revenue. There you uh, go. I mean, it's that simple. It's a money grab. Uh, and I mean I could talk the whole show about how frustrating the whole process of – of the 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 uh, you know the transfer of of, of wealth and of, of economics uh, from you know to the hands of people that had nothing to do with making cannabis legal. The sharks are here, the opportunists, the carpetbaggers. You know, big money's just waiting to roll in, and just you know, pharmaceutical companies waiting to take over the whole thing. It's very frustrating. So I'd say, I'd say, it's educate. Sad. Educate your state legislature so they understand about medical marijuana. 
What would you tell other MS patients who've not tried cannabis and who might still be on the immunosuppressive drugs like interferon or the steroids like methylprednisolone? Uh, what yep. would you tell them that haven't tried cannabis for their MS? Yeah, let me, I mean, I went to four different countries and in all of them, I came up with the same research. Uh, cannabis is the only drug, if you want to classify it as a drug, I think of it as an herbal remedy, but it's the only thing that has any efficacy in MS. I took interferon for four years. My neurologist was flabbergasted when I came off because I went to the labs and they were saying, well, when, how long have you had hep C? I've never had hep C. I've never done any of the things that give you hep C. But my liver was thinking that I had it because the interferon was just pounding it so hard. I, so I came off all of those drugs and just do marijuana and when i went for my last mri they were telling me well you know your ms is there were lesions that were missing there were things that you your ms is so mild my ms is so mild now i was at a point where i couldn't even walk so it's like i would tell them you got nothing to lose Get it. You can't see. You don't have to smoke it. You can ingest it. You can get some tincture. You can get some oil. You don't have to smoke it if you don't want to. I know that's a problem for some people, but give it a try. You have got nothing to lose. So the interferon was interfering. Oh, it was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. If I'm going to destroy my liver, give me a good beer. I am not going to do it with interferon. <laughs> Are there any organizations in Hawaii that you would like to suggest that other folks on the islands might consider supporting? Well, I think that they, like you said, in the interest of education, I would direct them to the Drug Policy Alliance. Uh, that's www.drugpolicy.org, drug policy, one word, slash Hawaii. Uh, they are for, uh, they advocate for legalization of, of all drugs, I believe. But they've yes. been very helpful in uh helping uh, get lobbyists uh, talking points and, and organizing for the movement. The Medical Cannabis Coalition of Hawaii, uh, that's mcchi.org, is an offshoot of that. They came off of the Drug Policy Alliance. Uh, they have a uh, certified registered nurse, and our rules just changed where she can write a recommendation for patients to get uh, access to medical um, cannabis. And uh, then we have the health department here, which is now uh, a web, they have changed from the Narcotics Enforcement Division in Public Safety because of the gross mismanagement of the medical marijuana program under them. They have moved it to the health department and currently it resides under uh, the Health Harm Reduction Services Branch. Uh, and that's where the registry program is. And that's health.hawaii.gov slash medical marijuana and go there for all the latest and greatest. And they have been changing them over the past few months like a person changes their underwear. So, you know, stay on top of it, people. Be smart. And I might mention that uh, I had recently had Amanda Ryman from uh, the DPA, from the Drug Policy Alliance, on my show recently. We're going to take another quick pause, listen to a word from our advertisers and sponsors, come back with our final questions for Terry Heady. Time to roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose. 
We're coming right back. Play as Ted Growing, expelled botany sophomore and the biggest grower in town, only on Weed Firm Replanted. Available on the App Store and Google Play. It's a lot of work being the biggest grower in town. Maintaining a room full of plants while dealing with a slew of eccentric customers? From a hardcore partier to the curious neighbor next door. Is anybody home? Help me expand my bud business by unlocking new strains, customizing my grow room, and completing challenges that you can't get enough of. Grow your empire so big you can see it from space. Low on funds? Don't worry. Weed Firm Replanted is free to download. Download Weed Firm Replanted for free on the App Store and Google Play today. Get growing, Mr. Growing. While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points. PayQuick connects to your bank account for free and secures all of your transactions. And with PayQuick, you can pay your producers and processors for free. Plus, it pays to have it because it makes depositing your cash safe and so easy. No cops, no crooks, just compliance and comfort, knowing you have your cannabis business in check with PayQuick. PayQuick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. Author Catherine Hiller and her great new book, Just Say Yes, Marijuana Memoir. So I love the way you use time in the memoir. I started at the present time and I described a visit to my dealer. And then I would go backward in time so that every chapter starts a little bit earlier. I do not feel that marijuana has in any way harmed my life. It certainly hasn't led me to the streets. It's led me to a more joyful life experience. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back with Terry Heady on Hempersent on Cannabis Radio for our final segment. Terry, uh, this is kind of a weird question, but do you think that there will ever be a place for cannabis in combat? In particular, I'm talking about maybe CBD um, specifically. I don't know. What do you think about that? Oh, aloha. I'm so glad to be here with you and your listeners. Um, I think that's a really good question because especially when there is a balance of CBD and THC, I think that that is – an excellent uh, alternative to other types of drugs that they might be using in the field for anti-inflammatories. You know, even ibuprofen has horrible side effects on your stomach and your gastrointestinal system, a uh, constant pounding all day long. I mean, they want to pop an aspirin or something. A uh, high CBD is a great muscle relaxant, anti-inflammatory. And I, and they could be right on top. They're not like all stoned and zoned out. They could be right on top of something, even in a combat situation. They wouldn't be, uh, you know, not coherent. It's much better even than drinking a beer. And, and we all know that the military is dispensing pharmaceutical drugs like like candy. It, it's it's like a windfall. Candy. It's a financial windfall for the pharmaceutical Absolutely. companies. And not only are our are, are, are servicemen and women over there getting poisoned just by the environmental toxins of war – and all of the chemical exposure and even the inoculations, who knows what they're giving folks. Um, but then they're, they're putting them on all these psych drugs. And you know what? I talked to my neurologist about that one time. And God 
bless her soul, she just died last year. I'm starting to outlive my doctors. That's how good cannabis therapy is. So, but we talked about this because I, being in a Vietnam era vet, I was going in for my ortho appointment and I had never seen so fake, many fake legs and feet, you know, prosthetics in my whole entire life. These kids are coming back with their limbs missing at such a huge, you know, a huge amount of them. And one of the other things they're coming back with, like you said, was PTSD. And I asked my neurologist about this because these kids are killing themselves. 22 of them a day are dying by suicide. What is going on here? And the problem is the drugs that are available. You come to these VA doctors and they're not incompetent. They are good hearted people. They are, uh, most of them, I, you know, I just cannot say good things enough. But when you tell them that the only tool in their toolkit is an antipsychotic for PTSD, these kids are not crazy. What happens when you give someone who's not crazy an antipsychotic medication? They lose. They go crazy. They They lose their fracking mind. You know, it's pretty bad when we're losing more veterans, more of our servicemen and women to suicide than are dying in the conflict. Uh, Sadly, Terry, our time is up. You're so awesome i'm so glad i hooked up with you thank you so Aloha. much for being on cannabis radio let's stay in touch and let's get a hawaii hemp fest going let's do this we'll see you out here all right darling you take care now i want to get to a weekly feature on here present on cannabisradio.com and that's the quote of the week and here it is i have used cannabis all over the world that is rick steves travel author tv personality seattle hemp fest sponsor and a personal friend of mine that concludes this installment of Him Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank my brother in the control room, Brasco Hermita, and all the Cannabis Radio advertisers and sponsors. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special, special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and toke it easy, and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Planet, is performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger and better looking version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.